Welcome to the MLM You Decide podcast, a show created to equip you with the resources to make up your own mind about the topic of MLM network marketing. We are your hosts. I'm Laura Evans. And I'm Janine Finney, and we are passionate about bringing clarity to this subject. We get it. MLM is a polarizing issue. On one hand are the insider people who believe in the business model, the possibilities it presents, and are frustrated because others just don't see it. On the other side are the outsiders, skeptical of the promises, annoyed and offended that it keeps coming up. And in the middle are the people who really have no idea. Wherever you are, if you're trying to decide if MLM network marketing is for real, and even more importantly, if it could possibly be a fit for you, you've come to the right place. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, today we have a special guest joining us. I just love her. I love her for so many reasons. Uh, one reason that I love her is I've known her for a long time and we've raised our families together. I've seen, I've seen her struggle and I've seen her overcome struggles. And that's what really impresses me about her authenticity. And who I'm talking about is Brooke Thomas. Brooke Thomas is the CEO of Live Out Loud. Her series of elite level masterminds, live events, and group coaching programs that are designed to help women pursue their purpose with confidence. She runs a thriving online community offering regular trainings on mindset, leadership, abundance, and creating authentic relationships. And I'm part of those communities, so I know for a fact that she walks the talk and she shows up and she gives her all to these women. And there's sometimes some men are involved but mostly it's women that are plugged in and are learning from the Live Out Loud philosophy. And the Live Out Loud is a philosophy and strategy that impacts success at every level of life. Brooke is also a top-earning industry expert in network marketing. Her multiple businesses generate a revenue of seven figures. She's been featured in the HuffPost, InStyle, on the Today Show Food Club, and she's an author of Thankful 30 Recipe Book Series, which is also a favorite with my daughters and I at our house, too. So, Brooke, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. You, you always have the best way of in, introducing people. So I just want to say thank you because that was so nice. I'm so happy to be Aww, here. Thank you. thank you. Thank you. So tell everybody else a little bit about your story. Like what I mean is what were you doing when you found network marketing or it found you and how did it come about that you were introduced to this? Network marketing found me because I was coming off of a stage three cancer diagnosis. And I had had a diagnosis at 26 years old. So 16 years ago, 26 years old, I was in my first trimester of pregnancy and I had a stage three melanoma cancer diagnosis. They wanted me to abort the baby and have chemotherapy. And that was basically the option they tried to push. But uh, after me kind of researching, fighting, trying to figure out if there was any other option possible. They told me I could have the cancer cut out immediately without anesthetic. And um, that was my only other option. I had to do it immediately. And I did that. That was That's a whole nother story that is full of trauma and all kinds of darkness and 
defeat in the moment, but that's why I am who I am today. That's not my story anymore. I started on a journey and a path to redefine what I thought healthy really was, and it was so different than what I thought. So I became certified in nutrition. I started going down this path of like, okay, how can I really build a healthier body? Now, let me tell you, anybody that has gone through a cancer diagnosis, a death sentence, basically, um, or any type of disease, it's not like I just overnight was like, okay, I'm ready to fight this. You know, I did go through a like you know, a couple of years of just being in shock, being afraid, being fearful, hopeless. Um, and I, that's why I always am so optimistic now and I'm positive and I'm looking on the bright side now because I know what it's like to live in a place where it feels hopeless and dark and isolated and just alone. And that's how I lived for a couple of years after that diagnosis. But then, you know, I had my daughter and she was healthy and I started to learn and understand and educate myself on nutrition. And after I started learning, okay, I can change some things. And I thought, okay, I can change. And then, and then it kind of grew into like, I can change the world and I can impact the world. And then you go try to do it by yourself and you realize, okay, that's not really going to happen. Like I was getting made fun of for bringing like orange slices, you know, to class instead of cookies. And I'm like, I need some backup around here. And actually somebody introduced me to network marketing without me even understanding what it was. And this is over a decade ago. And it was right around the time where I was starting to feel a little bit lethargic and tired from just trying to fight the good nutrition fight by myself. And again, this is back when, you know, before it was so prevalent, you know, to have healthier options. And, um, and so somebody introduced me to, it always starts with like a product story. Usually I didn't even, now my story is always about the business side now, but I didn't even understand the business side back then. I was just introduced to the products. They changed my life in the moment because I just needed that extra edge of cleaner products. And I was opened up to this world that I didn't even know existed of a lot of other people that were like-minded, like-hearted, and wanting to actually just make an impact towards the same thing that I wanted to make an impact in. And it felt so pure, it felt so good. I didn't think I wanted to do one of those things once I found out what it was without me even understanding what I was saying, but I was just copying what everybody else had said. And so when I was introduced to the business side of it, I was like, oh no, 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 I don't really wanna do that, but I'll keep referring and I'll keep, you know, telling everybody about it because this has changed my life. And once the person that introduced me finally like nailed me down and said, but you're already doing it. You're just not getting paid. And she's like, your habit is so high. We could actually get that covered. And as soon as she said that, I was like, oh, okay. Talk to me about that because I am spending a lot. Um, and so from that point on, it started my journey to really be a businesswoman. Like it really started my journey to understand. I, I feel like network marketing is practice for entrepreneurship. It kind of opened up my eyes to like be in control of my own schedule, be in control of my own financial destiny. And everything was up to me. And I actually really like that. And so that's kind of how I, how it found me, I should say. Right. So, yes. So did you, had you ever had anybody present um, network marketing to you before? Had you had any experience? Did you have any um, misconceptions or ideas about what it was or? Okay. Yes, I did grow up. I'm not going to mention any names, but I did grow up 
in a family that was a part of a network marketing company and they were also entrepreneurs in other businesses. So that's kind of where I have that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and I personally did not have a great experience from watching certain people in my family. Um, I should say like kind of use it as just a way to not really involve our family. It was kind of like, you know, um, it, it was just th the way that I felt like I saw network marketing as, as a teenager um, was not really what I know it to be. So I did have a stigma in it. And I say that just because I always say it's not the industry problem. Usually it's a human problem, just like in any business. However, you decide to treat one thing is how you treat many things. And however you decide to treat business or what you align yourself with, it really is a reflection of you, the way you treat that business. But it's not necessarily the business. So you can find anything wrong with any industry if you look for it. You know, doctors, lawyers, um, you know, anything. And so me personally, I did have a little bit of a stigma for just when, when the words network marketing were presented, I was like, oh, I don't want to do that because I compared myself in that moment to what I had watched or experienced within my own family of what I didn't personally like. But again, it was more of a human relationship situation, not the industry. So I never even like gave it a, a, a second thought. I was like, oh, I'm going to compare my experience of what I saw to just this name of this industry. Yeah. So I will tell you that, you know, because of that, I, I didn't want to even think anything else about it until, again, I trusted the person that I had been referring to. I trusted the products. I loved the company that I had started to get to know. And when she explained it, and when I actually got immersed in that culture, I was like, this is so different. And then I realized I could make my own rules with my own family, the way that we wanted to do this business the way I wanted to. And Laura, you know, you've known me for so long from the time, I mean, my daughters are 12 and 15 now, my daughters have been involved in this business since they were babies. And the, what I loved, I would take them, I remember, you know, meeting you at, at conferences and um, little events, at big events, small events, and I always had my girls on my, on my hip or holding my hand. They, it became family. And to me, that, that did so much for my life. And I know we'll get a little bit into that, but yeah, so that's what kind of shifted it. It was me that had to change my perspective, not the industry. That's why I'm a big fan of the industry and explain what, it. So what is the appeal? What, what really appealed to you about network marketing? Again, I think it was like seeing a community of people that felt like a lifeline to me. Like we were all on the same mission to make an impact on a greater level. And I felt like, I feel like in sales, like I think everything is sales, like you're selling yourself to your children every day, even if you're a mom, okay? So like, I believe everything is sales. I'm not afraid of the word sales, but I believe you have to kind of own sales like a calling. I think sales can be fun and it can be beautiful if you feel like it's your calling. Like if you feel responsible to make sure that somebody else knows the gift that you have, and you have to sell that, that that's not icky to me. That's like my calling and my duty to do that. And so um, I just felt like, what was the question? Sorry, was I? <laughs> what, what, what appealed to you? About oh, yes. Okay, so the feeling of being in an environment that I felt like everybody else 
was so sold out to their calling of making an impact. And that's how I had felt in my heart, but I was trying to do it by myself. So being surrounded with a massive amount of people that actually were, you know, happy or happier than the other people I was trying to surround myself with to try to like move the needle of trying to make an impact. I felt like there was a lot of growth mindset going on and, um, you know, just so many things that I had never been exposed to, but my heart craved. And so, um, I just, I instantly, you know, it's like a feeling like you just know, I just knew like, this is what I've been searching for. And it quickly became like a family to me because I just think when you're on a mission with people and it's not mandatory, it's like voluntary. It, it just, something different happens. It's like people are choosing to do this. And so I always say, I get to do this. I choose to do this. So you'll never hear me complain about what I get to do. And Laura, I know you've heard me say that for years. I mean, I say that about any work I do. I, I, I think that if you're not happy in your work, you should find something else. And network marketing, I mean, it's the most amazing industry to be in. And there's a plethora of in, of companies you can choose you just need to find one that fits you i think it's for everyone because anybody can do it there's no prerequisite there's no resume required you just need to find one that fits you and there's no excuse not to bring in income there's no excuse not to make an impact and there's no excuse not to have a community of people that you can align yourself with and to me that's like real you know living i don't know like that's how i felt <laughs> can yeah. you tell them like yeah. you know i well, get so excited <laughs> I love it. And I, I love that, you know, you absolutely do create a community and it's a community of support. And I've seen you do that over and over again, that, um, that when people get connected with that mission, they're not left out on their own. They are able to get plugged into the support and the inspiration that you and the rest of the team provide. So it's kind of like a beehive, like it's like a hive. Um, yeah. And it's, a, you know, it's your vibe attracts your tribe and all that kind of stuff. Stuff together but that's that is awesome but on, on the other side Brooke what are some of the misconceptions that you've encountered when you've shared with people about you know this business this industry and what we choose to do that maybe aren't thinking of it the same way what kind of things do they come back at you and say there are there misconceptions about it well the first thing I'll say is you know I've been in this industry for over a decade now about a decade and I will say that I never hear the things I used to hear. I think that my confidence and my energy and my uh, ability to prove this industry by what I've been able to do in it, I just don't even hear the noise anymore. I don't even have anybody that even says anything um, negative, at least in front of my face, right? And I think it's because of my posture that has changed over the years. And so I just want to give... Um, anybody that's listening advice around that because I do think that when we first start out and we're a little uneasy if we're not totally sure and confident in this industry I think that we do open ourselves up to criticism or people um, having their own opinions that might be criticism and I love when people ask me questions I love I don't take anything personal I'm, I don't get offended by anything but when I first started out before I was super confident um, I would get all the time like oh you're a part of one of those things because I because I said that to the girl too I was like oh I don't want to be a part of one of those things I find that what you speak out you attract so I think I was attracting what I used to say that was number one but that was before I did all of the 
work on my, you know, mindset and understanding, you know, what I speak out grows and you attract what you are. And um, back then, you know, we all have to grow, right? Like back then I was so green in the whole thing. I, I didn't even realize I was saying, I had said, you know, what I was attracting in. And then the, of course the big, like, it's one of those pyramids, like that's the funniest one to me because when people say that, like I actually did, a, did research on what is a pyramid and it's comical to me because my husband's been in the medical sales industry, you know, corporate world for 25 years, which I just recently retired him. He's full time with me after a 25 year career with the same company. He was able to leave at the top and join me full time in this industry. So I'm grateful for that. But we used to laugh because we would look up what a pyramid is and I'm like, I told my husband, like, you're the one that's in the pyramid. Like, you're part of a corporate structure. That's a pyramid. And then I would look at, like, any corporation in America. I mean, I used to be a recruiter for Bank of America. I'm like, Bank of America is a pyramid. Like, every corporation is a pyramid where there's, you know, like a CEO at the top and a president and then Salesforce. Like, you will, the sales, or not the Salesforce, I, I should say the customer service reps, you know, the VPs are never going to make more than the CEO and the president. That's a real like pyramid. Now there's all obviously these illegal pyramids that people talk about, but those are illegal. They, you wouldn't have a business if you were running an illegal pyramid. And it's so funny to me because in network marketing, we're the loudest. We're the ones that are out there speaking out loud about our business. And if it was illegal, don't you think like everyone would be shut down? And so I love network marketing. I love when people ask me about the pyramid because first of all, I'm like, I haven't really heard that word since 1985. And I, it's like, literally, I was like, I don't, I remember hearing about pyramids like back in the eighties, but I mean, that's just a funny thing to say because I have people in my network in my organization that can always make way more than me. And in my last business, the last network marketing company I was in, I, you know, grew to the top, but I still had people in my organization that were making more than me that made bigger bonuses than me. And that, that, that can happen. Like you can, I mean, you know, it just, that's not a pyramid. So that's the big one. I think that, I don't know if people still use that, but I think there's probably still people out there. So I think we should be very well infor informed and, you know, I never again get, get offended. I'm like, bring it on, bring it on. What kind of questions do you have? Cause I've done my research. And the biggest thing I think when you're in network marketing is do your research. Like I don't want anyone to join my team unless they are 100% sure about the industry. Because again, you're going to get people coming in and saying things just because. And so the only other thing I can think of is, um, I don't know. I mean, what else do we hear about the industry? It's been a while, but I know I heard other things like just, oh, you're being part of one of those. But I think I've told you this story before. I I come from a chiropractic family. I have like 30 chiropractors in my family. So back when I was young, you know, I, I was made fun of for that. My mom used to own health food stores. I was made fun of for that. Now this is like, you know, normal, like this is like a luxury <laughs> to go to the health food store or go to a chiropractor. So I'm kind of used to like, okay, I know what I stand for and I'm never going to align myself with something that is not full of integrity and not, you know, real. Um, and I, we have proof, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so I get excited to talk about the industry and I think other people should too. And that's why I'm so glad you're doing this podcast. 
Well, I love how you talked about, I believe you had someone, you've recruited quite a few people that are entrepreneurs in their own right. They have their own business, they're entrepreneurs, but they might've been interested in the products and have received great results, but they were kind of like, eh, I'm an entrepreneur. Why would I want to do something like that? Can you talk a little bit about that conversation that I know has happened for you? Oh yes. I've had, we've had so many successful entrepreneurs uh, join our team, especially in the last, I mean, last year or two, but right now, I mean, you know, with, with what's going on in the world, you know, people are running to this industry. Um, one of the biggest things that happened for me is understanding the power of the residual income that you can bring in that can actually fund your other businesses. So, so many times people have to take out loans. You know, if you're an entrepreneur and you own your own business, like Sometimes you're in the red, sometimes you're in the black, you know, you've got to, you know, run that business and there's, you know, loans that have to happen in order to, to take out, um, you know, you have to take out money for certain things. I always used my network marketing business to fund building other businesses, which was a beautiful thing for, for me to be able to do. And um, I have attracted in other really powerful entrepreneurs that have said to me, okay, I have my own brand. This was a real conversation between um, me and, and a really successful entrepreneur that has a thriving multi-million dollar business. And she said, why would I align myself with another company that has its own brand when I, I am my own brand and I've built all of these companies, a, a couple different companies, you know, why would I do this? Now she loved the products. The products changed her life. She couldn't stop talking about the products and she wanted to understand more about this residual income, but she couldn't grasp like, why would I sacrifice my success, my successful name, my successful businesses by aligning and putting all my eggs in a basket of like, another company's reputation. And I said, you know, for me, and it, it was about reputation, but it was also about like, um, just aligning herself when she was already successful. And I said, okay, I know you've had success over here, but how much is your overhead? How much do you have to do by yourself or you managing your team? And how much are you paying out? And what are all of the things that have happened that you've had to be responsible for that, you know, have actually depleted your business or have caused high stress. Or if you're not working it, then what? Like if you get sick, if you have cancer, if something happens to you, if you get in a car accident, then what are you going to do? And with network marketing, what I've really been able to articulate well with these entrepreneurs and, and they actually are like the light bulb goes off because it did for me too is just the fact that like in network marketing this is a this is like the easiest place to earn money and, and you don't have you don't have an overhead at all I mean the products you're gonna buy whatever company you choose to be with you're obviously aligned with the products the mission like you're going to buy those anyway but as far as overhead goes you are not paying for credit card processing you're not paying for customer service you're not paying for marketing you're not paying for um, shipping, you're not paying for, you know, distribution, um, you're not paying for a website, you know, of course, in your initial, you know, whatever the lowest fee is possible that you pay. I mean, you're, you're talking about you are all in with a network marketing company to start a business for anywhere between $100 and a 1000, depending on, you know, what box you buy or how much you buy. But there's, there's no risk. It's like, all you have to do is build your team, bring leaders, you know, build this thing 
that you're capable of doing, bring people to the middle and the company does the rest. I mean, it's the most beautiful thing and, it, and then it grows over time. It, it's a multiplier. And so, yes, you can love all these other things that you've created. Yes, you can still create other things and you can build other things. However, at some point, you know, if something happens to you or if you stop, you just never know. I mean, let's, let's talk about if you were a restaurant owner right now. Let's talk about if you were a fitness owner right now and that's all you had. I mean, we have friends that own restaurants and fitness studios right now. And they, and thankfully the most of the ones we know are on my team and they are so thankful for their network marketing money coming in. Otherwise they would have nothing. And then we have other friends, that's all they have. And they've got nothing right now because the government's controlling whether it's open or not. And so with network marketing, I mean, we thrive during a pandemic. We thrive during uncertain times because we're already doing it the way that everyone's trying to scurry and figure out how to do it. So I'm so grateful. Um, and I think entrepreneurs are very much attracted to this business right now. Why wouldn't you be? It's very, um, it's everybody wants an extra income stream and it's, it, it's so easy to talk about it. Remember the days when like, it would be like, you can't talk about another income stream. Like you have one job and that's it. You know, like that is that those are not the rules. Well, now there's no rules. It's like, you got to do what you got to do, you know? Yes. So, yes. Yes. Well, speaking of that, Brooke, you know, so many people define success differently. What does success look like for you? How would you describe success? Success for me is just freedom, freedom and impact. Like I want to be able to have the freedom in my life. That's success. And freedom to me is working when I want, being able to be with my family when I want, and impacting people as big as I want. I think success is bringing in enough money, and, and I love to talk about money because that is our currency in this world, that we can make a bigger impact. I believe that success is being able to take care of yourself and your family so that then you can live a certain, there's only a certain amount a month that you really need to live really well. And success to me is when you can actually make above that, and anything above that you can just give away and it doesn't even touch you. And you have the time freedom to actually impact your family and other people around you. And it's possible for anybody and everybody in this industry. And that's what I think success is. So, so how does your life look different how, from what it, the way it was before you got into network marketing? It's a lot more fun. I have a lot more friends and family. Um, and I'm not bored. Like, I'll be honest, like I'm, you know, I'm 42. I was a younger mom, you know, in my late twenties, early thirties, I guess I was early thirties when I started. And, you know, for me, I, I mean, I was kind of bored. Like I didn't want to just sit around and drink wine and play tennis and like no offense against anyone that does that. I think you should do it if you love it. It just wasn't for me. I was kind of bored. Like I wanted to do something. And when I got introduced to this industry, it helped me to come alive. Like I felt like I had hundreds and then thousands of people that I could connect with at any time. And especially virtually now we have so much access, but it really changed me into like understanding the bigger impact that we can make together as a whole and the freedom that I did have to build my life. Like nobody else is going to do it for me. It's up to me. And I actually, I didn't understand how much, I didn't understand that I was actually like that. Like I, I, I mean, 
most of the time we're told, you know, go to college, get a job, do this. And I was in a corporate environment right out of college, business major, and I was doing the thing that everyone told me I should do. And I was bored. I was bored with that. And then when I had children at home and I was like, okay, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. I was just bored for me personally. And I wanted to do it all. I wanted to be with my kids and involve them, but I also wanted to like make an impact and I wanted to learn things and I wanted to grow and I wanted to be around people that were happy and that wanted the same thing and not gossipy. And I think when you're in network marketing, there's, well, at least from my perspective, because you get to create your own environment, right? This is again, a human thing. Like, you know, you can create a team based on your values and your ability to say there's a zero tolerance policy for gossip. And then you start to attract that and build that. And I think where else can you do that? You know, we're, we're all our own companies. I mean, once you have a, a team of 50 or 100, you're a small company. And then you have thousands and thousands. That's like a corporation. And it's so cool to think that we can do that in this industry. And we've done it, all of us, right? And so, I don't know. I It's changed me completely and I'll never go back. Like, I'll never not be in network marketing. You seem like you were absolutely born to do this. I mean, you were the poster child for, for somebody that succeeds at this. So do you have any words of wisdom for um, anyone that might be thinking about getting into this business or is in the business already? I think that the biggest thing is not to give up and not to compare. You know, what, what I love about network marketing is it's mapped out for you. It really is. It, everything is mapped out for you and you can actually accomplish what you want, but everybody has a different journey. You know, I think everybody's speed is different and everybody's journey is different. And I think that there's so many lessons to learn along the way that some people just grow faster than others because maybe they already learned some of the lessons in a prior um, career or maybe they've already done growth mindset. I mean, it's, you know, it's just like anything. It takes vulnerability. It takes uh, messy action. I mean, Laura knows she knew back me back in the day when I... You, I know you said, because I know you don't know me as well, so you, I know it's easy for you to say, oh, you were born for this. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The first few years, I was terrible. I mean, probably the first five years, I was shaky, nervous. I cared so, too much about what people thought. I was a people pleaser, like extreme, which means, um, I don't, well, we all know what that means. I mean, I just, I didn't own what I really had, so I allowed people to kind of knock it down. And, 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 and I had to develop into the leader that I am today, the confident leader I am. And that took time. I mean, you're talking about a decade later, you can say that about me because that's how I show up now, but I didn't show up like that. It took years and years. And I think for me, sometimes I do tell people on my team, why didn't I quit? Because there were some things I did that were not fun. Like I remember driving to people's homes, you know, back in the day when you did that and my husband's out of town and I got a babysitter and I drove like an hour to, you know, host an event and like nobody showed up. And I remember crying the whole way home. And, you know, I didn't have to do that back then. You don't have to do this. And I don't know what I, I look back now. I remember, I remember showing up to those events, you know, where there's like tables everywhere and 
um, what, are, what, what are those events called? Like the, the trade shows or the health fairs. And I was showing up like in my neighborhood, in my country club neighborhood, in the local like YMCA's, in like the local outdoor malls where my friends and my peers and my neighbors were. And I'm standing behind this booth so excited and they would pass me by and start whispering and like talking about me behind my back and making fun of me. And I remember like crying the whole way home. I mean, that's how much I have like grown in this business. And I don't know why I didn't quit back then. And I'm so grateful I didn't. And that's why I always just tell people like as hard as a day is, as embarrassed as you may get or vulnerable, because it's embarrassing and vulnerable when you represent something that you're so excited about, but you feel like you're not representing it as well as you could. And that just takes practice. There's no shortcuts around that. I wish there was because I would have taken them, but I, I'm so thankful that I walked through the path that I did and I'm, I'm who I am today because I hope I can speed it up for other people. But for me, it actually was a longer journey. Um, but I'll, I never regret anything because everything has built wisdom and depth and, and confidence that I have now. And I think also the other thing I would say is don't compare. I mean, everybody else, everyone has their own story. And when we compare, we start to lose the authenticity that, that will attract our people in. And when I stopped just trying to be like everybody else, and I just started showing up like myself, you know, I talk fast, I talk with my hands, I say like, like, and that's who I am, you know, and I have energy and excitement and I am optimistic and I do love life, but it's all because I have this story. You know, I have many stories that have created me to be who I am and I own that. And because I own that, all my people find me and they love me. And so I don't have to show up the way that I think is expected because then that's just awkward. I think I was so awkward when I felt like I had to show up differently. And so I would say that would be my advice. Yeah, that's very good. That's very good, Brooke. And and yes, I I've seen I've seen I how stories do experiences shape each one of us, um, shape you and shape me. And comparison is just such a joy stealer. It really is. Um, so you're absolutely right on with that. If you were to narrow it down based on what you've seen in building teams and successful teams, uh, we've you've also seen we've seen people that are not successful, that, that uh, you know, it, it doesn't work for them. Uh, how, what would you say is maybe the most common thing that you see for people that, that this doesn't work for? Um, how, how, would you, how would you describe them or, or the situation? Um, number one, they're, they give up too soon, always looking for something that's wrong in, instead of something that's right, comparison, and, um, and, and somebody that doesn't have a growth mindset, you know, and I always say, this is the long game. It really is. I mean, listen, some people have success quick. And like I said, if they do, it's usually because of the work they've already done in the past, but this is a long game and it is lucrative if you stick with it, but it's also rewarding even when it starts to pay you small because you're learning and growing. And so you've got to have this mindset of like, being excited and being grateful for what you have in this and you will grow faster. I think the fastest way to have more influence and leadership is to sit in gratitude and honor people. If I think this doesn't work for people that need that, that don't know how to honor people and that, you know, don't know how to serve other people because in this industry, you have to be able to serve everybody and like 
actually want people to win. So I would say if you're a jealous person, that's one of the biggest things that, and nobody's going to go, I'm jealous. You know, nobody likes to admit that they're jealous, but I always talk about jealousy because if you can secretly admit that you're jealous to yourself and work on that first, if you can actually get rid of jealousy and practice being happy for other people and know that it has nothing to do with going to be successful or not and you cannot gossip and you can let go of forgiveness um or unforgiveness i should say those are things i know that that's like a like a different type of answer but it's like i have found that people that can work on that stuff first and really work on themselves in those areas they start to increase the speed of building a team and increase like their sales and their growth because all that stuff is just, it just gets in the way. And then it's the blame game and it's just negativity. And I don't think that will ever grow. We probably have all seen businesses fall that way. And so I always talk about that topic because I just think that that's really a main issue that hinders growth. And so if you have any of those characteristics or traits, I know you're not going to raise your hand and say it, but deal with it internally, read some books, you know, get some help. Listen to some podcasts. I know it sounds funny, but like there are so many people that I've worked with this on and I had to work. We all have, I mean, we're human. We all have something. And, the, and if you can admit that and go, okay, I don't want the, it to be like this. And you work on that. I mean, you get rid of that. You'll start attracting in so many amazing people. But if you can't even admit that and that happens, it, it just, it's, this business is probably not for you. Well, you can clearly hear, you know, some of the value that you are able to bring to the table in helping empowering women and helping kind of break through um, maybe the patterns that have self-sabotaged them or that they have to work through. So I appreciate your answer in that. So just in closing, if you had to narrow it down to just one single trait that you find is in common with people that are successful in network marketing, what would be the one single most important trait that you find is important? what comes to my mind is growth mindset, you know, having a mindset of growth, like, you know, being open to growing because I think in this business, you, we are, we will grow until we die. There's always another level of growth, right? And being open to that, I think you will always be successful in this business and it's a trait you have to have. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say. Awesome. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I love both of you so much. And I cannot wait to see just the massive success with this podcast. So thank you for having me. Thank well, thank you. you for being, yeah, thanks for being an advocate for, for this business. And, uh, and like we are passionate about making sure that people know that it's not all bad. There's a lot of good things, many great things about this business. And we'll be sure to put the links of how people can find you and connect with you in the show notes as well. Thank you so much. Have a great day. so much for taking the time to be with us. We hope you've gained some clarity from today's show. If you did, please share it with your friends, family, and colleagues. Because when you share it and drop a review, it helps other people find us and helps us get this message out. Please join us each week to hear from people who are in the trenches and have their own personal experience with this business. And if you'd like to learn more about this topic, subscribe to our show and visit our website. 
We'd also like to recommend two books co-authored by Janine Finney and her daughter, Lori Murhead, The Flip Flop CEO and Does the Shoe Fit? The Guide to Help You Decide. We invite you to join our Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn communities as well. Be sure to tune in to our next episode because making a decision with only half the information could be the most expensive mistake you can make.